My name is Rachel Greenwald Rhodes. I'm here with Smith Rock TV and also representing High Desert Climbers Alliance, the local climbing organization. I'm here with Tommy Caldwell, who I'm interviewing about his Hill to Crag event or. Yeah, Hill to Crag. Got it. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> I have a question for you about with current climbing sponsorships and the push to climb harder and be the best. How do you see the sponsorships and the Hill to Crag event meshing or are they separate? I, yeah, I don't really think climbing sponsorships uh, are, I don't really see how they tie except for the fact that when you're like a high profile climber these mm -hmm. days, like climbing is a big enough sport that it gives you a megaphone that can be used for good or bad, I mm -hmm. suppose. And um, advocacy is one of the good things you can do. So. Um, that has less to do with sponsorship, except for the sponsorship allows you to sell it as a climber. My love for the outdoors was, was a part of my childhood. Like, I don't remember a moment of falling in love with climbing because my dad was a mountain guide. We we're outside every day, basically from birth. And so I just always had it. Mm -hmm. But I do know that um, most people don't have that. It's like a lot of people, a lot of climbers that I do know really end up like having this very intimate relationship with nature because of climbing mm -hmm. and that creates this love for the outdoors and then therefore then, then that in turn kind of like makes them start looking for ways to be advocates and to try and find ways to protect it okay and do you think that the outdoors or climbers in general and climbers alliance and the outdoor alliance and um in general is going to be able to be successful in helping policy changes for your kids and other maybe your kids kids as they grow up in terms of climate change and really having some stewardship and love for nature and giving back so that we don't ruin all of our natural resources people like john muir who had a huge part in starting the the um like the national park system like mm -hmm. these guys were like avid avid scramblers in some ways so it can it can be used for good and i think these days with so many climbers i mean there's a lot of climbers these days and so many outdoor users in general suddenly like we have like dollars behind us the outdoor recreation alliance quantified that uh, outdoor recreation brings 887 billion dollars to the economy which is like bigger than pharmaceuticals and so when you go to with two lawmakers with those kind of numbers they're like we need to put in place infrastructure and support things that will um, kind of boost up climbing or other outdoor recreation sources because it contributes to the economy. This is like a huge thing. And so that, that gives us that gives us power. Climate change is a really partisan issue. Weirdly, it yes, shouldn't be, but it is. Be. But outdoor recreation is not. Mm -hmm. So it is incredibly bipartisan. And historically, um, like Republicans, uh, I mean, I think most climbers these days are a little more blue, but um, but out, but like lots of outdoor recreation is historically kind of red. I mean, conservate, conservative, and conservation are like yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> the same thing. And so, um, a lot of the big uh, outdoor recreation bills that have passed have been some of the most bipartisan bail bills. Things like the Core Act, and um, you know, there's a lot of stuff in in process right now, like these big, you know like expensive bills that are getting bipartisan support and it's the it's like one of the few places where both sides of the aisle can come together and agree which is cool yeah that's absolutely that's great
Um, so COVID, uh, I live in Bend, Oregon, and we have definitely seen an impact on our trail systems here. And it is wonderful to see so many people get out. Um, and also as I've seen users out there that are creating a lot of social trails or doing more damage and leaving trash, um, do you have any words of wisdom for people that see that and have been around longer and love the outdoors in terms of giving feedback or trying to help people understand their impact on the environment? I mean, I think for the most part, just like living the example, like doing the things, like obviously doing the things that are going to create the culture of respect. Um, you know, I, I, one way that I like to put it is you want to treat the outdoors like you would your own home, mm -hmm. you know, you know, it's not somebody else's, it's, it's, you know, it's like you, you pick up your trash, you, you don't play loud music when there's other people around, you know, like all these things that you would like do in your own home. And a lot of, hopefully you don't trash your own home. I guess some people do that. There's some people that do actually. <laughs> yeah. Or no, I'm sorry, not your own home, uh, somebody else's home. Like when you're a guest in somebody yep. else, that's what I meant to say. When you're a guest in somebody else's home, that's kind of the mentality that you want to have. So I think you, you can tell people that, but people don't like to be told what to do in general. So just being that example mm -hmm. like if you see trash pick it up let people see you pick it up have your little trash bag with you if don't do the things that destroy the climbing environment when you're out there because other people are going to see that and start doing that too so nice and what do you hope the overall do you hope the hill to crag event and hill to crag in general and that name stays around for a long time and your kids can grow up and become part of it huh uh or do you hope we're past that. that by the time they're <laughs> your age i guess you can always hope that we like resolve all the problems and then it's just like this utopic world for my kids but that's probably not gonna happen right <laughs> um so i hope that there's always and i'm sure there will be but there's always people out there like thinking the hard thoughts like willing to do the work to um to collaborate and make make this world and this climbing culture a better place for our kids and do you think um some of the existing sponsorships that you have help you with that platform to be able to speak up or do you ever feel like sponsorships don't want you to speak up uh these days i think that's changed over time i think we live in a really exciting time right now and that being a good person and a good steward is good marketing too weirdly i think patagonia showed us that in a lot of ways which is one of my main sponsors and so yeah everybody wants i think all of all the companies that i've worked with throughout the years they always want me to be my most genuine self okay um and they i think they want all their athletes to do that but my genuine self is trying to do the right thing uh -huh. and so um yeah they're happy for me to talk about it. i've never i've never had anybody not want me to do that okay awesome as you're out doing some of these harder and potentially more dangerous ascents, do you think about your family and your kids and the possibility of of peril as you're out there? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it it weighs heavily. I, mean, I wondered when I started, when I had kids, if I would suddenly be like really scared and not want to do the things that I did in the past. But you know, I, I've always picked climbs that I was like pretty certain I was going to live through. And so I didn't really change that that much, except from afar. Like I try and I try and look at things very logically in my mind and by the numbers. Like I don't do the types of climbing that actually are killing a lot of people. Like, you know, I don't snow and ice climb that much anymore because mm -hmm. that's where most people die. I mostly stick to dry 
clean rock. Mm -hmm. um, but I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that I, I still, I still feel this like deep need to go out there and have these like big adventures. Mm -hmm. But these days it's more about pushing like the sort of physical limits and not the danger limits because there's there's plenty of tragedy in climbing and I don't want to make yeah. that happen anymore. Do you hope that your kids uh, end up with some of the same drive that you have both in a passion for life and whatever they do and also in terms of a passion for giving back and doing the right thing for humanity in the world? I mean, you can always hope. <laughs> I right. I mean, we try. We try to instill that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I think I want my kids to be their own people and find find the path that that moves them, their path rather than my path. Like that's that's more important to me. But I'm going to try and set the example in the ways, like you mentioned, that mm -hmm. will hopefully instill a love for adventure and a love for giving back and stewardship and. I love for trying to, you know, change the systems that are threatening to destroy the planet. And, you know, we do try and like sort of steer them in that direction. But I don't know. I think you can do that at younger. Like my buddy Blair, who was here, mm -hmm. he puts it a great way. Like at some point as a parent, you're like pulling back the arrow yeah. and you're aiming it. And then at some point you just let it go and you don't have any control after that. So that's a pretty good way yeah. to think about it. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah.